Today we are doing an exclusive V and VVCW crossbreed podcast for us. There's been a lot that's gone on, y'all. I am number four, fourth quarter to the dollar, darkest D. Open it up because I broke CJ early. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, y'all. We wilding today. We wilding a little bit. Today. A lot that happens before we record, just so y'all know. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to our host, number one. Yo, this is one quarter of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet. I am CJ. And as usual, I am joined today by. Oh, it is your boy. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. With the running. Tequila T jumping in. <laughs> Tequila T with a chair. Tequila T with a chair. Hold on, hold on. Before we get that, that wild run in right there, I'm going to introduce myself. It's me. It's everybody's favorite. It's number two in the like number two in the podcast rotation. Numero uno. Like in the fight, rose the world's greatest tag team, and hell, I went out to AEW. I told them who we is. I told them what we do. Fight Rose LLC. You know, fighting is our business, and business is good. And I'm about to throw it over to the man outside. Just <laughs> I thought you were getting a haircut. It is me, just see number three. I'm late as hell because my barber is slow, but no, I ain't gonna call him out because he's trying to get that though. I am here. I'm already late, but I'm in the place. And you know what? If you mess with the fight bros and villains and vinyls, you will meet your fate. Let's go. Woo! <laughs> Welcome, y'all. Sorry, I've been, in, I've, been in, I've been in ride mode since Jada and the locks killed that oh, shit. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get to that. Yeah, we're we going to get there. That. You wasn't here when we were setting the agenda. No. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> trying to rush. <laughs> Trying All to right. rush. We All got right, a good CJ. one for the cross bead uh, podcast today. Yeah, we got a. So, what we're doing today, first, some house cleaning stuff. Please follow us on Instagram at Villains and Vinyl, on Twitter at Villains and Vinyl. Please listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, such as Apple Music and Spotify. Also, shout out to our homie Tequila T's other podcast. Drop that name right now. Pop Culture P on Step PCP, boy. But yeah, right. all culture peons. Shout out to Nimbus Unchained. Shout out to Have Time Adjustment, all those. All right. Now, to let you know how we're going to do things today, we got a special, as number four alluded to earlier. You know what? I feel like when I say number four and number three, uh, what was that cartoon? We're the kids next door. Kids next door. Kids next door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like. All right. So, I've um, always felt like that. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to do today is a VC because there's a lot of stuff going on in both wrestling, hip hop, and culture. So what we're going to do today is we're going to start off with hip hop and nerd culture, and then we're going to move into wrestling last because. We got some pretty strong feelings, I know, on this panel about some stuff that's happened in the world of wrestling. But let's kick it off with something that has been dominating the headlines for a past couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to pass it to number say, four to kind of speak openly about it. Uh, before you say something, D, I just want to say something real quick. Mm-hmm. Guess what, y'all? We're Bye. back. I just want to say that. The Villas are back, baby. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, they listened to us last week, but I feel you. You just wanted to. 
really, nah, but I'm gonna pass it over to number four. I'm gonna let him kind of guide this topic. It is about the baby and his comments at a recent concert and kind of the fallout from that. Um, so D, I know you have some opinions on it. I'm just yeah. gonna hand it off to you. So, uh, as y'all know, I am uh, pretty big on the baby. So this was all pretty aggressive. That you know what I was saying. For those who don't know, uh, the baby made some homophobic and some pretty uh, aggressive and absurd comments about the LGBT community and about people with HIV and that kind of stigma. And it's just kind of big for a lot of things going on. And you know, he did deserve to be forced to understand the ramifications of such an action. So I, I understand that. But was the action a little swift, y'all? Was it a little aggressive? Because uh, it's like seven shows, two sponsors. Uh, it forced them to do the apology that I don't think anybody honestly believes. But, and I get the double down, so you want to, you know, really send the message home. But I feel like, you know, he deserved to. In the proverbial sense, he needed his behind kicked. Uh, and y'all went ahead and put him in the hospital. So I just, I don't know how, how we feel about it. How do we feel about it? <laughs> well, I'm going to say straight up, I don't hate to jump out the turn. I still haven't heard his comments. I've heard, like, hearsay. I've seen articles, but I never actually listened to it yet. So I won't comment too much on it because I always feel like I, if I don't have enough information, I can't give enough of an opinion. You feel me? So this is one I'm going to stay out, or actually I'm going to look up while all y'all talk. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, to, I can I can kind of see your point, D. Uh, you know, did he deserve to kind of get some type of public shaming? Probably. But to the degree and for how long it's lasted, and I hate to be that guy, so I'm probably about to say <laughs> but I am about to be that guy. You I've, heard worse. I've heard worse. <laughs> And I felt like, honestly, if he would have wrapped it instead of said it, we wouldn't have had the problem. Because they're homophobic, misogynistic. And I'm not saying whether it's right, wrong. That's not my judgment. But they're homophobic and misogynistic lyrics that were played that night. Like, listen. Yeah. the same show. The same show. And even if you want to say there may not have been homophobic, I know for a fact there were misogynistic ones. And I played that night that people was rocking to. So for me, that's that's my only issue. Does he deserve to get some? Because, you know, what he said was definitely homophobic and all of that. So I'm I'm with you on that. Something should happen. But the degree for it to be still going on and for him to still be suffering that, to nope. me at least, and, you know, feel free to check me on this. I think it's been too long, me personally. Like, it's crazy. And the amount of it, too. So... That's just my personal opinion on it. I just, I, I, this, this is, I feel some kind of way about it because he absolutely deserved some kind of punishment. Well, and realistically, with the way the baby has been moving forward for the past couple of years since he hit the scene, he kind of needed some form of a wake up call to calm down because he's been well, a little reckless. Well, well I'm gonna um, go, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in on this. Save, save, save you. Save all of that for for a little bit, so I'm gonna I'm a jump, I'm gonna tag in. But yeah, like I mean, and I just I just want to say, you know, we the villains, we don't condone like you know stuff like that. 
But real talk, though, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, like D said, maybe this is like a, maybe this just is a little lesson that he needs to learn. But in all honesty, you know, considering the amount of people that come before him that have said some stuff, including cough, cough, Eminem, you know, people, I, I agree with CJ. I think people were being a little too harsh on him with it. You know, this could have been one of those things where, you know, you could at least allow him to just get that taste of, hey, look, you know, you know what you should say and what you shouldn't say. You know your platform, you know your audience. So if you're going to pop off like that, yeah, of course you're going to get the belt, you know, but stand down, be a man about it, understand where you went wrong, walk away from it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a very interesting thing of lyrics versus actual verbal talking. Yeah. Because I feel like, once again, I hate to harp on this point. I'm well, I just, really with you on it, though. I'm but really I feel like you. if he would have rapped, if he put it puts it in a song, that like he could put that same sentiment, even if he doesn't say word for word what he said. If he puts that same sentiment in a song, we have absolutely no... I'm not saying there aren't people who wouldn't have an issue with it, but the firestorm that is this would not be here, if that makes sense. So, no, I, I understand you, CJ, and it, it's tough to say that because no money wants to nobody come at it, but no, I, I do exactly understand what you're saying because it's the same thing with... Like I said, even with not knowing else is really like a comment on this because... It's like, and it's a totally different subject, and I'm gonna go to that later. No, I ain't gonna bring that one up. You can say the most misogynistic and two people's opinions, you know, because we hip hop, whatever, but you can talk about killing black folks all day, call each other niggas all day. But all of a sudden, like, I, I don't know, it's just a weird spot because I get it. We, we need to stop the homophobic shit straight up. Yeah. But we won't say nothing about the others. Like you said, CJ, the other misogynist shit, the other basically killing our own. And then the moment that, you know, there's something that could be more homophobic. If I mean, boom. well, no, 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 no. I, I, I guess my point is, I get what you're saying, which is, I get yeah. that. My point is. No, I get so, it too, but I'm, I ain't trying to go that deep. I get what you I No, no, no. No, I'm just saying, I'm my point is that. It's too much. Like, if he would have wrapped it, if he no, my point is just that. It, for to be fair, I think it would be the same if it, if it was something misogynistic, right? If he wraps it, it's totally different than if he just says it to the crowd. You get what I mean? Like it's just a totally different. It's taken completely like a different, different vibe on it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a different yeah. vibe on it. If he if he raps, yo, bitch, I want to. I'm fucking other niggas, bitches, yeah. all that other shit, right? And then he is that's totally different than if he gives a rant or something that you would whatever you would consider inside. Oh, but I mean, okay, then going to that hip hop, we like our medicine, we like our medicine and our treats, as you always said it. We always like our medicine and our snacks or our dessert. So, like, no one likes the truth straight up, but if you say it in a good song, hey, well, it's 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 a whole different. Well, it's the whole, it's like CJ said, it's the intent and how it's presented to you, you know. If you said you was going to kill somebody straight up to their face right then and there, that intent is, I'm going to kill you. But if you throw it in the like, you know, if you throw a couple bars about how you're going to kill them, they can take it as it is, you know? Did you just do that like the, like, like just make music, you know? Or, or 
whatever. Like, because that's the thing. That's how it is. It's like what we talked about pri- uh, prior to that, you know, separating the art from the artist. And a lot of people like do that with certain musicians. I mean, hell, meanwhile, Future is still currently doing fine. So have a great day, Future. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Future ain't even the worst one. We give Future, we call Future Toxic, and everybody know Future Toxic. Come on, let me real. Future ain't even the worst one. No, I, think, I, think I don't know, bro. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think people talk about future being toxic because future talks about future being toxic being in toxic. interviews, <laughs> in music, in rants. Future is like, hey, look, just so you know, I'm toxic. If you mess with me, we will be in a toxic situation. Yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> literally, like, literally went after. I don't know what he did or didn't do with her, but he at least pursued. Scotty Pippen's wife Man, or he ex-wife. Got he got her. I don't like to, I don't know. I don't like to <laughs> speculate. I know he pursued her because <laughs> the story is T- I just find that he was <laughs> T over T over there thinking the power of Robert Ory gonna protect him from that Scotty. The reason why he did it was that Scotty Pippen played him when he was younger. So I can see like you just you just a different level of time. Like, like it's it's different. It, it's different. You just a whole I different <laughs> Future is toxic aware. Like he is aware of what he That's is. That's what makes future like is that he's so self-aware. Like oh. future is the toxic Avenger. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, oh. make that meme tonight before someone of our listeners do. Please, somebody Photoshop that tonight before our listeners do. Wait, wait, if our listeners do here, you make that meme. Put future on a toxic <laughs> Avenger body. <laughs> he is, man. That motherfucker is. Like, extra toxic. Every nah, time I hear him, I'll be like, "Bro, I feel you," but I don't, I'm mad that I feel you like this. <laughs> uh, future, future, just evil Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, they need to stop playing. Future and Drake already did an album. They need to go ahead and make the second album and put Chris Brown. Oh, Future, yeah, I know. Yeah, toxic oh. as fuck too. Drake but, is but, that, but what's so bad about that if Future Drake and Chris Brown put an album out together that is going to be a classic ass album I don't care oh, man, I, it'd be fire <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah it'll be fire. super fire cause Drake toxic as fuck too just cause he be whining be all the time just cause he be whining all the time he light skinned it don't mean he ain't extra toxic <laughs> <laughs> and I that's the second light skinned joke I heard today, and I don't know why I feel offended. Maybe it's today. But God damn it. Tell you why you feel offended? Because you light-skinned it. That's why you feel offended. <laughs> he's, he's, sitting over here, he's, he's sitting over here trying to show it off on us. Well, I might be toxic. <laughs> it might be one of the two. I don't know. Both. Or both. <laughs> D, I smack you, D. Yeah, 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 finally, got, finally got Finally got That wasn't fight, bro, number two. <laughs> that wasn't me, you know that. That was Quinn. Why you going after the like, why you going after the illegal man? Like I'm okay, I'll be real with you on this one because D knows me a little more than I know each of y'all differently, but D knows me too. I know D before y'all actually. And D calls me out on my toxic shit more than y'all do. CJ second. CJ will call me out. But D let me know off gate. He won't even let he won't even let he don't let a day simmer. As soon as the moment starts, toxic. Fuck! Shit! Damn it! Hey, you know me, the watchful eye. Oh, man. So that's why as soon as I heard, I'm like, that's D. And it was you, Quinn. 
Y'all really are getting damn in sync, and I don't like that, but I like that. Go get best them in the world. Best in the like, world. Bro. Speaking <laughs> of best in the world, did we uh, not have apparently one of the best versus battles that we could have hoped for with Locks versus Dipset? Now, Woo! I am going to bow out Hold because on, I have not. Hold on, let me put my Tim's up. I have not watched the verses. I have Oof. not watched it. I have been busy with work. I will, however, say that before the versus battle, I picked Dipset to win. Oh. And from all accounts, oh. I was terribly wrong. Yes. So, with that being said, I'm going to let y'all educate me because I have not had a chance to watch it. Uh, I know apparently I was wrong on my pre pick. So I just want to put that out there because we we talk shit when we write. So I gotta talk shit when I'm I gotta own up when I'm wrong. So apparently I was wrong, but y'all recap the battle, give your thoughts, give your opinions. I guess I'll start with you, uh, number two. All right. Well, this is gonna be fun. Y'all want to see a dead body? <laughs> Dipset ain't they 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 showed up late, like they was just getting clowned by the locks. And then to top it off, the fact that like they just was so open with how unprepared for this battle, like Jada just even went out and was just like, nah, man, what's up with y'all uh, rapping over y'all songs with the lyrics still on there? And it was like, we came to the battle. We was ready for it. Your own music. And yeah, it was it was ugly. But hey, like always, Box came out on top. But yeah, man, no, nah, that 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 won't that won't good. Joel Santana should have sat in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I guess I'll go next because D, you are the New Yorker. I wanted to go last, but you are the New Yorker. So oh yeah, Tim's on, baby. What's good? Uptown's next to me. So, What's good? TJ, I ain't mad at you for picking Dipset. Because I picked Dipset first, then I kind of went to Locks, but then I felt like Dipset might edge them out, and I went back to Locks, and I just said, fuck it, I just want to watch a good battle, because it was going to be close and just dope to hear the music. Also, secret for y'all fans, if y'all didn't know, I actually went to their concert, which was the Locks and Diplomats, July 3rd, so I had already kind of not seen the battle, not versus, but got to see them live, so, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was like, I'm not going to watch, I want to watch it, but if I'm late, I'm not going to be whatever. I was there front center ready, off gate. <laughs> Glad I did watch it. And like they said, CJ, you're not going to front. It was not even close. CJ, you're not wrong for picking the diplomats. That's why I want to come tell you, because you're not wrong. Because on memorable hits, you would think, you know, diplomats, and they got little bangers too. It's not saying the locks didn't have bangers, but the locks show consistency. This is why they won. This is a this was one of the first versus battles where hits didn't even really matter. They matter, but it wasn't the first and foremost. For one, like you, you said something, Quinn, that the locks, I mean, Dipset didn't come prepared. They did and they didn't. They did come prepared. Cause I don't think they knew what kind of war they was going in with the locks, even though Jada told them, you know, I'm coming to take, you know, I'm coming to kill, I'm coming to take Nick. The locks, I mean, Diplomats came in on like, you know, the first four battles we saw when it was during Corona, COVID. We had no guests. You know, people just sitting there playing their music, maybe rapping over the stuff. You feel me? No, we just going hit for hit. 
nah, bro. Lobs came in also when we in battle mode, even though we rapped the shit that we already did. We're going to put this in an order that we're going to make you hear this and we're coming at you and we're going to show you that we come with bars. We come with instrumentals. They did rap over those couple when they did a lot of girl shit, even that the lady shit, even though that was one of my favorite parts. Like, Jewel's fucked up on that part. But that's the only time that they use, one of the only times they use verses, um, beats with actual verses on it. But a lot came in with straight original, they instrumental, so they rapping. And you can still see the chemistry, CJ, of, like, you can still tell that they hang out every, not even every day, but they still love each other. Motherfucker, the reason why people think Jada was, like, first off, Jada was talking the most shit of all people, but another reason why Jada was also, People thought it was MVP for one. Jada always been that nigga. But number two, Jada was rapping other people versus with them to the point that you forgot it was they verse. It was Jada. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was Styles. It was Styles who was rapping a few of his verses. But Jada was ad libbing just right. And you're like, oh shit. Like Jada was that just that hype, CJ. Like or number one, whatever. He was just. Oh, no, that he thought he was, I mean, we interchange around here, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. And so I think that's where the energy off one, one oh, over diplomat. And yeah, then so, bro. yeah, it was just that energy. Like you couldn't, that energy you couldn't deny. Even if the song, I feel like a lot of songs were just like, you, like CJ, let's be real. They were hip hop, but there were a lot of deep cuts. Cause you play with your niggas, I mean, you know, or your brother. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good fun. We you just those type of tracks. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so when they came at them, even when they were coming to hits, like I read it on Diplomat's best hits, and that lost that round. <laughs> if that makes sense. So okay. And, have and, have we heard from our resident New Yorker? Nah, I'm letting everybody finish. I'm letting y'all go. No, no, I'm not done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I can go on all day about this battle. It was so fucking dope because they just, it made you wake up in the morning and want to either, if you was an old rapper, when you woke up the next morning, you wanted to rap right then. Even if you wasn't a rapper, you wanted to rap or you wanted to go beat somebody's ass and steal some shit. Bruh. <laughs> cats went hard. <laughs> Bruh. So, for starters, shout out to J.D. Kiss. He does not come here to play with y'all. He ain't here to play with y'all. He ain't here to play with y'all. What happened, CJ? What happened, CJ, is you and your homeboy was like, hey, yo, let's get a five-on-five basketball. I think my squad could beat your squad. And he was like, yeah, you know, you size him up. You're pretty comparable what you do. You know, you can go out here and you're going to have a classic game. It's going to be fun. You pick up four of your whole boys to go out there, have a quick, you know, scrimmage game. And he show up with the Olympic starting five, and he ain't even about to play. <laughs> And y'all yeah, getting dusted because like, you were unprepared. You were unprepared more like, for the situation you walked it's, in. It's more like when you go to the court and then you think you're gonna roll up on some old like some old cats, but the old cats used to ball and they go harder than you and your squad. It's, so. it's not even like them old cats used to ball. Those old cats are still balling. <laughs> Those old cats are trying out for the big three tournament. <laughs> they just like hell y'all. <laughs> I can't remember what game or series it was, but it was like one of the. It was basically LeBron. It was one of those games where LeBron and Cavs came in one game with all that ta- with the talent, and they didn't do good. And the Warriors bust their ass out of nowhere with thirty. You thought it was gonna be a close game, but it was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like it was rough, and honestly, it was, it was a little embarrassing for Dipset. Honestly, <laughs> tell him, D. Go ahead. It, 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 it was pretty embarrassing for him, like because you know when you look at the the, the track list and everything. Yeah, depending on how you feel about it, you know, you can feel 
you could you could feel any kind of way, you know. You could ride with either, and no one would really should feel any kind of way about you. But if you watch that versus, and you had never heard either of them before, you wouldn't have thought Dipset was a thing, really. You'd have been exactly. like, why did they even show up? Like they were crazy unprepared for what happened to them. I mean, they were prepared for like the we just playing our tracks and we hanging out. That's not what happened. <laughs> it's called the versus. Jadakiss and the locks heard that word versus. Jadakiss already showed up, already showed y'all what he about on the versus battle. I don't know why y'all thought he was bullshitting with y'all. That's right. They didn't, yeah, they didn't watch they didn't watch Jada versus Fab, did they? No, I don't think no. look when you go on the memes. <laughs> look, CJ, I don't, I don't know you have a way to get on Twitter, number one, but go check out some of the memes, man. <laughs> oh. I saw the one that Jada dressed in the cam like in the cam pink. <laughs> the one that 50 drop. <laughs> you need to see the one with dipset without the Jordan faces. <laughs> Dang. Or see the video of uh the dude falling off the stage. Yo, there's <laughs> one. <laughs> there's one where they took the Jordan flu game, where it's Scotty holding Jordan and his Styles holding Jada. Like, <laughs> mm. bro, it was rough. It was. And rough. I, I feel bad because, like, it was really first. I'm gonna be real with you. It was Locks was beating Diplomats. All of a sudden, somehow it turned to. Jada beating the diplomats. Yeah. Like, oh, oh no, 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 Jada took that personally. He was like, "Look, I ain't gonna let them walk away." I, I thought he was drunk first. Put them under. Nah, he was drunk. Where I'm about to show y'all, and I think his album streams went up 100 percent the next day. <laughs> In the basketball game, the locks beat Dipset by like 40. Everybody was in double digits. Jada had a triple double with 50 points. <laughs> That's what happened. And like, go back to what you mean you were saying, CJ. Like I, we talked about earlier. Like I got told, like if I don't know how people our age didn't respect Jada, but at the same time, what me and CJ were talking about, like I've always said, give me a whack Jada verse, and no one ever says it. But what do you say, CJ? Well, give me his outside of the locks. Give me his classic solo album. <sighs> But here's the thing, to be fair, like, he's proven, like... Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I think there needs to be a a little bigger conversation about where J.D. Kiss ranks in this hierarchy of of (laughs) hip-hop. Oh, yeah, that's that's so special shit. (laughs) Like, because, like, if... Just watching the verses, CJ, when it comes to, like, a presence... Exactly. That's what got him. Man... Man, you want to talk about command, commanding an audience, commanding the stage, just feeling bigger than the room. He on stage with like ten people, and he on stage by himself. Like, it's wild. It's wild. And I'm not gonna lie, I think that's what. Like, yeah. Even though I'm a lyric head, CJ, you know me as a hip hop fan. I love lyrics, but also you know I like big beats, Flash too. When I first heard like but the moment I heard the video, when I saw the video, if you think I'm jiggy, I was like, Jada's that that's my that's a cat from the lots. He's the best one. And I've heard style shit, and I've heard styles actually have better verses than Jada. So I understand people that love styles, but I think that's what gets styles that presence. It's not even just about the bar. He has the bars, but it's the presence. 
Yeah. No, well, I mean, for the like, if you look at it like this, it was coming down to both both crews had two dynamic personalities because everybody knew Cam was always the face of like uh, Dipset, and with the locks, Jadakus kind of came out there, and put himself out there after a while, and then it became you know everybody knew Jada for all his other stuff. I mean, the only question I gotta ask right now for Dipset is why y'all show up. Why y'all show up, y'all? Stop that shit, man. Stop that shit. Why y'all show up, man? Why y'all show up? Why'd y'all show well, up? Why? Y'all should stay. My kids gotta go so hard. We can always wonder. Kent said it was a setup. What if Kent told him? He kept saying, "It's a setup." Like, yo, he. What if they didn't warn him that it was coming like that? We can always oh, wonder do. what would happen if the if Dipset would have. Oh, could have, would have, could have, would have. Sorry. Let me nope. do that over. Rewind. We can always Ooh. wonder <laughs> what would have been if Dipset would have came prepared. So speaking of what if, now let's move over to nerd culture. Ba-ba-bang. On the 11th, Marvel's releasing their next piece of the MCU multiverse, the What If animated series to consist of nine episodes. Ep- season two is already in pre-production. So the reviews so far have been really positive with a lot of highlights on Chadwick Boseman giving some of his last voiceover work for T'Challa. So what I want y'all to do is kind of give your expectations, thoughts on what you think the series is going to be a uh, week out from the premiere. Uh, I expect it to be my favorite series so far. Okay. Um, yeah. Just because, I mean, with animation, there's so many things you can do uh, that you, you know, there that you can you can do them in live action, but there's so so many things you can do in animation. Just because you know, you draw it, it's, it's just a little different. Um, and just the the whole premise of the series is just a very interesting thing. Like you know, it comes from the What If series that it does exist. Um, but just you know, there's gonna be. We're going to see the zombies. We'll probably get some indication of actual mutants. Well, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, and I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited about it because I used to read the What If comics, and I always liked them a little bit more because it was a good palate cleanser. Like you didn't have to follow, you know, multiple stories. It was just a good, all right, man, I'm going to take a break from, like, you know, this four-part X-Men series. Let me jump in and, you know, look at this. What if Spider-Man became the Punisher? That's a more recent one. And hell, like it, it's such a fun oh thing to God. do with how creative, like it's a fun way to show how creative some of the writers at Marvel can be. I mean, I ain't gonna lie though. There are a couple fake ones out there that I wish was made. Like they got one where it's what if Rick James became the Hulk? And then I what saw if that. Uh, I saw that. I want Rider. that. I'm gonna print that picture. I know exactly what you're talking about. Rick James. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought that was, I actually thought I was a real cover for a second. Like, oh, that's okay. I was like, I want that. I want that. So, I mean, it's a fun concept. I think the show is going to be really good, you know, when it comes to that, especially considering that. Well, all right. Number three. Go ahead. Go with your thoughts, Sam. Predictions is number two (laughs) because Q is gone. (laughs) <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, even with me for like 
all Marvel stuff I'm always ready for. I'm gonna be real with y'all, I'm not as excited as I was for the previous three shows, but it's more so that I, I think I'm back in the loop of Marvel. So I'm not saying I'm expecting stuff, but I'm just, you know what I'm saying, CJ? Like I'm the drought is over, kind of. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. drought is over. Shout out Lil Wayne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, I guess that's where I'm at. So like, I'm ready. I'm going to see it. Like tonight, I'm ready. As soon as we get off this, I'm watching Suicide Squad. But um, yeah. the possibilities are endless, like you said. And like, quote the, say something um, D said, and something you always say, CJ. Even though as much as we like to see, we fantasize about seeing stuff in the real world, there's sometimes things that animation could do that the real world can't or it could express. So let's see where it's going to go because they did say this through actually some of these actual episodes will coincide or have stuff to do with the MCU going forward. So, yeah, so according to... Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, according to the lead writer, I believe A.C. Bradley, let me check my double check my sources, he says that all the episodes are going to be, are considered MCU canon. So, because because they're introducing the multiverse is um, kind of their thing. So, yeah, I I think it's going to be interesting. Um, and to be fair, Disney at any point can change it about it being canon. But I do think as we enter into this multiverse phase, you could get away with a lot more. And I think that's here's my prediction. Wild prediction. We normally do this on VCW and wrestling. Wild prediction. Instead of even though comic book and canon sense, for the one time in movies, it will actually really make sense. They're not gonna bring Killmonger back from the dead in Black Panther 2 from this world. They probably gonna bring that Killmonger that they teased on the what if that's gonna meet Tony Stark and somehow he gets to in this universe. I don't know. That's gonna be my crazy prediction. Okay. You feel well, me? Yeah, I even no, though that yeah. was just going way that oh, goes way across when you could just this is the one time in comic book movies you can actually bring somebody blood from the dead. And it's oh no it's comic book canon. It, it ain't just cheap. <laughs> I mean yeah. it's cheap because it's comic books but it's not. <laughs> So look forward to that. That is on, that premieres next week. Uh, We'll also have our Suicide Squad review uh, next week. But you know who won't be in Disney, what if? Scarlett Johansson. And you know, we got to talk about the the lawsuit. We do. Boy, my transition game. Good. See, I gotta I, say, you all point the day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when we, I know, we need to take this break. We need to take this break. Y'all. Nah, when I know what we gonna talk about, it, it just flows. Over. Anyway, so <laughs> all right. So let me get your thoughts on the lawsuit to kind of recap for people who may not know. With the release of Black Widow, Disney decided to release it both in the theaters and at home through Disney Plus. As part of Scarlett Johansson's deal, she kind of gets a back in on what happens with the theater release. She is suing them because with them releasing it on same time on Disney Plus, she feels like that is cut into her uh, back end and cut out her chance to gain more revenue. So she is suing Disney for that because when they found out she apparently or allegedly wanted to rework her contract to include some of that back end from the Disney Plus and that never got worked out. So Ooh, that's kind so I didn't of the, know that part. I didn't know yeah, that part. That that's kind of, that she apparently wanted that's to a, and that just never got worked out. That's allegedly because, you know, we're dealing with legal shit, so I don't really okay. know. But so with all that being said, 
What are your thoughts on it? What do you think this oh. means for, you know, actors going forward, particularly in this new world? Because I don't think we're going back as quickly as other people may think we're going back because of outside influences. I think that some of those bigger movies are going to have to be released at home. So what do you all think? Well, I called this, DJ. Not necessarily the lawsuit and stuff. But you remember I asked you, I think we did on the podcast in the first earlier, but I think me and you talked about this years ago. And I know, I know me and Diaz talk about this, especially my high ass talking about it. I've always said the world, we're going to transition to where big movies are going to start coming out on TV. You won't have to go to the theaters. I didn't know it was going to be because of COVID. Who knew? But it happened. With that said, I didn't think about actors and their money and their contracts and what was going to happen. And I don't think they did either with the COVID, how it happened. Now, with Carl Johansson, I get, like you said, if allegedly she was already trying to discuss, you know, getting some of those revenues in with the Disney Plus deal and it never got done before it happened and it's on Disney Park, you know, give me my money. I, I understand anyone trying to get their money especially with what we don't talk about. How many times was this movie delayed? We don't talk about that either. So on top of that, that could also be another reason of, you know, frustration because this movie could have been out before that, before COVID even happened. If I'm not mistaken. Well, but here's the thing. I'm pretty sure it was done. Here's the, here's the thing, though. Yeah, here's the thing, though, with the, uh, with the movie industry. And this goes back to, like, how the box office, like, you know, numbers are set up. Perfect example, The Matrix. Keanu Reeves did not, like, Keanu Reeves and a few other actors worked on the whole, they would take residuals from box office sales and home stuff, you know, because actors can do that, or where it's, hey, it, instead of, you know, I'll take a cut in this amount from, like, my actual check, as long, and I'm going to work it towards, you know, anything, like, home, like, straight-to-video stuff, any merchandise and all that, I get money off of that. And so I feel like with the digital thing, it could be, a, I don't know how many people got deals like that, considering they talked about like a couple other people might be doing the same thing, like Emily Blunt, because Jungle Cruise uh, just dropped The Rock. Like, yeah. And this might just kind of lead to Disney having to rethink their digital like, same-day release policy and theater poly- release policy. Because you got these people where it's just like, well, how, okay, you're making money off of digital, but it's also being released in theaters at low numbers due to COVID. So how am I going to make money other than what you paid me and other than what returns? Because these movies have to break even at the box office. And right now, people just aren't going to the theaters as much because of the current global situation. But that's the thing. They, no one could plan for that. And if there was... We could say yeah. they should have stopped planning for this type of thing earlier, especially with digital movie movies coming out digitally, period. But these are supposed to have been blockbusters, so with that, I get where you're coming from with that. But if I had an idea that this movie, especially track record of Marvel, if I know this movie is supposed to be a blockbuster movie, or not even just blockbuster with Marvel, we're coming out in theaters, and, and I just want to put, I get, same way, I'm supposed to sign that contract, like you said, Keanu, I'm getting box office residuals and home video. But all of a sudden, this happened. Yeah. There's no box office. I And while I was trying to discuss the deal for the Disney Plus, just in case, I didn't get that sign. 
I kind of would be feeling a little soft too. This is going to be a very interesting turnout, though, because depending on how everything proceeds, it's going to change a lot because at the time of the contract, you know, when they wrote up this contract for this movie, there was no idea that there was going to be a pandemic. So it'll be interesting if court side with the fact that because there was a force change in how everything was released, Disney is forced to renegotiate their contract with Scarlett Johansson as they couldn't meet the terms on their side, because I'm pretty confident that the original terms on their side had nothing to do with the same day Disney plus release. Well, but like, here's the I'm pretty confident too. it was just going to be in theaters. Here's the crazy thing, too. Merchandise was released as scheduled, you know, which, you know, a lot of these, you know, big studio movies that do have merch. That's mm-hmm. where they make a lot of that money before it comes out. Because Black, like Black Widow and Wonder Woman, like a, like the last Wonder Woman movie, their merch was out doing all of this. Yet the movies kept getting pushed further and further back. Meaning, you know, by the time the movie came out, all the Black Widow stuff was already on clearance at Hot Topics. You know, action figures were marked down and moved off the shelves. So, yeah, what do you do when you lose a sizable amount of money, you know, that you knew, that you that you were told was going to be a safe bet? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be quite a thing. <laughs> I honestly don't think this makes it to court. Like, I think they settle. I think oh, they yeah. have to settle. I think they almost have to settle. Yeah, like I think Disney's going to settle this and settle mm-hmm. this quickly because A, they don't want to prolong it. B, let's just keep it one thou out. You don't want the optics of you going to court with a woman star for apparently not wanting to pay her. You don't yeah. want that. You, you, you just don't well, want the optics out there. And, and, so, and as a big company like that, though, you don't want to give ideas. But I do you don't think want they're going to have to change the, same the way. Thing. Go ahead, Quinn. Oh, I was going to say, you don't want to give like anybody else the same idea. You want to show well, that. I think they're going to have to start paying out. Uh, I think they're going to have to pay out a couple people, though. Because yeah. honestly, I don't think they... And, and oh, this well, is where I don't think Disney had malintent, at least from what I know. Like, you never know what goes on behind the scenes. But they didn't count on what was going on going on. I'm pretty sure they would have liked for Black Widow to be a theatrical only release as well. Yeah. Like, I'm, it, I think it makes more money overall that way. Yeah. But to be fair, they also making a lot of money with the Disney Plus, too, because that's, they cut out the middleman. Yeah. Like, and you getting 30. Like, you catching 30 for it. Now, yeah. Whereas if you just over, go to the movie, over, it might remember. be like 10 bucks. Now, if you want to see it at home, run me that 30. Over, yeah, but, you know, you run me that 30, you have it for two days. How many people also got to run it for that 30? It, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's like I would I would love to know how that all breaks down financially, like what, but, is, what makes them but, the most money. But here's the thing, because let me look up the numbers just to confirm. But from last I checked, Black Widow made – 80 million at the box office on the first week and 60 million on Disney Plus first week. 
which adds about what I think it would have done if it was theatrical only. Like, well, but here's the thing, though. Like, here's the thing, though, about you remember last year, nope, between whether or not it would be released theaters, and Peggy, who has been backpedaling a lot. Roger Zap, nah, bro. You gotta, nah, bro. I hate to do this to you. <laughs> but, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you now. But yeah, no. Remember last year we talked about this—the fight between you know Disney and like the filmmakers about whether or not certain movies were gonna come out uh, uh, in theaters. Do you remember Feige, like the head of MC, like the MCU stuff, was like, "Oh, we're okay with it going. Uh, we're okay with doing X, Y, Z." You know, and then it just kind of turned into, all right, well, it's still coming out on digital. So, oh, well, Foggy's in Scarlet. He's upset about this situation. But here's the thing. I don't see this going away anytime soon. I think eventually you'll get back to theatrical only because I think it just is just big business. But I don't think you get back to it in the first part of 2022. I don't think you get back to it to maybe summer 2022, to be honest. That would be the that that is an optimistic yeah, earliest. Yeah, because I think you have to earliest. just because of what's going on in the world. Like because I foresee it's not outside the realm of possibility that certain parts of the world could be locked down again this winter. So I don't know what you do, uh, but speaking of changing how things will be done. This podcast is about to change what we do. We've talked about the hip hop. We've talked about the nerd culture. Now, if you just came for that, you can shut us off. Thank you for listening. And we're about to switch over to VCW mode. All right? VCW, VCW, VCW. <laughs> All right. So let's start it off, man. We're going to start off, kick it off with AEW. Dynamite was last night. Uh, so one of the big events that happened is your boy Malachi. Please tell me I'm saying that name correctly. Yep. All right. Yeah. Malachi came through. And I'm not going to lie. He squashed Cody. <laughs> I'm going to call that a squash. I don't know what y'all going to call that. The dog's not out of him. <laughs> it, like beat the living shit out of him. Had one foot on him and just kind of <laughs> pinned him. And it was over relatively quickly. And so Cody cuts a promo out there. Makes it hints like he's kind of retiring, goes to leave a boot in the ring. Then Malachi comes back out and whoop his ass. But you're left with kind of the impression that Cody Rhodes is calling it quits. Now, very well, this could be part of the storyline. This could all be a work. I would not be surprised in the least if it is. But let's get your thoughts on what happened last night on Dynamite with Cody Rhodes. All right, all right, all right. Well, I mean, he may have left the boot in the ring, but Malachi left the boot in that ass, though. Because I still looked at that replay when he kicked the shit out of him. But, yeah, I, honestly, I think it might be a good – Cody might take a break for a little bit, considering, you know, congratulations, he just had a daughter. So he might be giving himself some time off, but I don't see it as being the, the end of his career at this point. You know, I feel like there's more story that they're trying to get out of this. So, yeah, it, it might just it might just be a work. I mean, for me, I 
I could see it either way. It could just be a work, and that would make sense. But if Cody Rhodes was done wrestling, I could definitely see an argument that it's a good time for him to be done wrestling. Yeah. You know, he, he's wrestled for, you know, probably close to about 15 years. He doesn't need to wrestle to be prominent in wrestling. Uh, he could he could very much have a NXT Triple H career like five years ago where he might come back for a big match or to handle something because he's a big name for them. But he doesn't necessarily need to do the day to day grind of being a wrestler anymore, I don't think. I mean, he's one of the he's one of the the like the people up top of the company. You know, he helped get it off the ground, and I mean, he could fall into the same role that his dad did for for a hot man in the work. You know, he helped get the talent, kind of shape them. You know, train a lot of people to get where they are. Because Dusty was uh he worked with a lot of the FCW and NXT talent and showed them how to you know get to that level. So who knows? Hey, it'll be interesting. It will definitely be interesting. T.O. Mute. My back? No, T.O. Mute. I can see oh. him talking. Oh, I was going to say that Cody is going to finish his contract out in AEW. Show up in WWE. Wow. Okay. Talk hey, about come out swinging. So that's your wow ones. Yeah, no, okay. because no, I'm just no, this is definitely a work. I'm gonna finish it. I do believe he's going to be, I do believe one day he will be a world champion in AEW. Where I thought I did, but with the rumors, I don't know if, if he's still, is he still like, I know by understanding he's still part of it, but I know the relationship with him and the elite are really not the same as well. I can see him actually, that could be the one of the first. Big eight, real big AEW guys to go to WWE. Somebody that was there before. Now that he's proven himself on the other side, they may give him a chance. Main event, if you do it. Inevitably, somebody is who's big is going to go from AEW to WWE. Somebody's going to do it. I see John Moxley only because in this. Okay. Only because I feel like, and this is, and please don't take this as disrespect to Cody because it's really not. I don't feel like WWE will ever view Cody as highly as he should be viewed. No. I do think that if John Moxley were to come back, he would be treated like a main event player. Oh yeah, well, that's, I agree. That's that's he, my personal that's he, opinion. That's because he legit carved out his uh, his his like a uh, line of success through purely just going. All right, you know what? I'm gonna do enough to make people the distance myself from the previous character that they that they wrote for me when I was there. I'm just gonna basically do me. I'm gonna be me the whole time. And that's the thing. Cody ate shit for far longer and kind of drifted around a bit until he got put on to New Japan. You know? And from that point on, it's just kind of like, all right, well, you know, if he does go back, there's gonna be a lot of fucking hoops he's gonna have to jump through. Remember, he's still tied up in that whole issue with the fact that, like, you know, he said he's okay with some of it, but they still have a lot of shit from, like, you know, his uh his father's like success yeah. and how they treated his brother. Yeah, it ain't gonna be pretty if he do go back though. The yeah, dark I, I, horse I, I, I do is, see it oh. as Moxley. The dark horse is Miro. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. My dark horse pick is Meryl. Only reason I went and picked Meryl is because I don't know how long his contract is. And I think somebody probably defects before that. Um, but I, yeah, I think Moxley. And, and to be fair, it's probably somebody we're not even thinking of, truthfully. Um, but I don't think the Young Bucks defect. No, I, never. I don't see Kenny mm-hmm. doing it. I don't think the elite go. Ever. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Kenny doing it. I could see a scenario where Jericho goes back. Um, but Jericho can do that. Yeah, Jericho, Jericho can kind of just do whatever. He's on that Ric Flair status. Like, Ric Flair can show up at AEW tomorrow. No one's going to be like, it'll be big, but he'll be like, okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, but I think it's probably going to be Moxley. If I had to pick. And even then, I don't know if he would, because one of the things that all wrestlers that we that have done interviews about AEW has said is that they give them kind of that creative freedom that is not necessarily present in WWE. So I don't know how much of that you would want to go back to, particularly if you're considering that the money's about the same with a lot of these top level people. Yeah. So if you're getting about the same money and you have way more creative freedom why go back? Particularly when you, especially if you've been there and you know what the, it'll be one thing if you haven't been there. Like, that's why I could see somebody, maybe a younger talent also going who maybe hasn't been there. So they don't know necessarily and they want to kind of test themselves. All right. Well, since T doing, like, since T throwing out some wild ones, I see it like this somewhere down the line, a, a sizable amount of AEW's young tag teams. Might actually venture off. Yeah, me there's too. a lot of them. That, yeah, because there's a lot of them that are still early in their careers, and if they're not gonna get put up, you know, you're young and hungry. You're gonna go where you could possibly make a bigger impact. Oh yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. And while we yeah. wait to see who comes and who returns, we got a couple returns we do got to talk about on the WWE side. First off, Sasha Banks has returned. To SmackDown. Blueprint back, baby. <laughs> In what was a highly predictable, but nonetheless still entertaining storyline of pretend to be Bianca's friend. They win their tag match, main event, and then be, uh, and then Sasha turns on her. So it looks like we're going to get Sasha versus Bianca at SummerSlam. I think it's only right, particularly given their WrestleMania moment, to give it in front of a bigger crowd. Yeah. Um, and they just have chemistry. And if we're being real, who else is Bianca going to go against? Yeah, well, yeah, that, that was my, my hot take on it. I was like, <laughs> it's the biggest match they have for Bianca Belair, yeah. even though they've already done it. But it'll be better now because there's real heel face defined roles. Yeah. So what do you all think? I'm not asking for your prediction. I'm just asking what do you think of the what do you think of Sasha Banks coming back to challenge and Bianca for the title? I think I think I think it'll be fun. I mean they like mentioned they both have good chemistry and you especially and for and for Sasha Sasha really really has shown if you give her somebody that she can work with, you know, she can turn an inch into like a mile. Like at this point, because look at the whole Bailey thing, and Bianca was set up to do more with Bailey, 
But alas, you know, injuries, you, sometimes you just can't prevent them. So with Bailey on the shelf, you know, you still got somebody that can put on a good show, give Bianca, like, you know, a little bit more to work with and to kind of help her along the way. Because I know, because that's the thing, Bianca's still green to the, t- to the title scene, you know, especially the big title. So it's going to be good to be able to see her, especially if she loses, you know, still come away with the people seeing what she can do, you know. So I'm, I'm all for it. It was a good it's a good replacement because I felt like, yeah, they were going to continue the Bailey and her thing for a while until it built up to the big match. OK, number three, I personally feel like it was always going to be Sasha Banks. Oh, OK, fair enough. Yeah, no, really? you're right. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, to to your point, D, I literally can't think of who else she would go against. Yeah, because I thought she was gonna finish up Bailey when she just finished up the Carmella stuff. Because she finished Carmella stuff because there was no Bailey. Mm-hmm. I think we just yeah. transitioned to Sasha anyway because it's SummerSlam, and that's the biggest match they have for on SmackDown Women right now. And yeah, so I, it's not even close. I'm trying to think of who else she could go against, and I'm struggling. To think. Nobody meaner than Tamina since she ain't got no tag partner. Hey, and Tamina showed off recently. She can she can do damn things. So let her let her go for it. Yeah, but they're supposed I'm, to be I, face champions, so you kind of run into that issue. I'm still t- hey, I'm still team Naya. Stop it. Hey, no, no, no. We don't we don't do that. That that's 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 not around these parts. Although <laughs> Naya did beat the dog shit. I know we're off track for a second. <laughs> Naya Bro. did. It was a good match, though. But they Naya had a match. Did. They, they had a match. They beat the shit out of each other. Oh, Naya like, and they, Rhea Ripley. They got beat for real? <laughs> oh, one day they beat the shit out of each other. Well, one of them ended up bleeding, so. Well, I mean, it's a Nia Jax match. But yeah. still. <laughs> Nia Jax ended up bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's still like somebody's going to get hurt. Like, Somebody's going to, like, she come out. Somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like, that should just be on a t-shirt for her. <laughs> um, so, all right. Speaking of returns and who's coming back, we talked about Sasha Banks. We got to talk about Sasha Banks. Now we got to talk about another one on NXT that I know we're all personally excited for. And I don't even watch NXT, but I've watched it to see this. Samoa Joe is cleared to wrestle again in Mm -hmm. NXT. Samoa Joe's about to be NXT champion. Yeah, they knew that. I feel like he has to be with the way they booked carrying. Like, there ain't no way he could come back to NXT after getting this happen. Like, anyway. Uh, they they knew Joe was they knew as soon as they released Joe that Joe had a fucking buffet of choices at this point on where he could go and dominate. So they they knew it, and I'm glad he's finally cleared. Cause uh, to be honest, Joe 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 got it. Like, and I hate that they they like the injuries kind of hit, but for a while they were sitting on him. I mean, we all remember Joe even as an announcer who is still. It's still legit a threat, like he was actually about to get in the ring. Y'all remember the Seth Rollins incident? <laughs> mm-hmm. Bro, you better check your man over here because I'm talking to you and I'm going to whoop your ass. So it's good that he's finally back home. So that, that title, I hate it. You know, that they're going to do my boy dirty like that. But 
Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah I mean, they almost have to take it off Kyrian because he's, yeah. Like, yeah. he's getting crickets at this point. Yeah. And technically, and, he's on the main roster now. Yeah. Uh, that, and it's unfortunate. That, it's unfortunate that they are the way they are on the main roster. So, but props to Samoa for coming back, fighting, knowing he should be back. Um, I think they have to give that title. I'll be shocked if maybe Karen can make it through one defense. He's not gonna make it through two. Uh, they've already kind of put some dirt on dirt on his name at this point. You know, like you don't let him be this unstoppable monster in NXT, and then magically he Blue shows by up. Roll up go- to Jeff Hardy. Yeah. And then just kind of is trading shots with another call-up who he's beaten before. Hell, the man damn near injured himself to beat him for the title, like for a title. And then you basically just job out both of them. Mm, Yeah, you're absolutely right. And speaking of shitty booking, that takes us to our conversation of the week. The one that I know you all are going to feel strongly about. WWE last week released Bray Wyatt. So I'm not the biggest Bray Wyatt fan, so I'm going to let all you stands and all you fans tell me what's wrong. Where does he? I want to know who do you blame? Are you mad that he's gone? Are you happy that he's gone? And where does he go next? What do you see next, Ray? And I got to give it to the one of the biggest Bray Wyatt fans I know. It's a tie between T and D, but I'm going to start off with Tequila. Let me know your thoughts on WWE releasing Bray Wyatt. Hey, D, can you take this one actually? Because I'm going to take a shot. Because uh, you just pissed me off. DJ. <laughs> yeah, it makes it, it hurts. It always hurts. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, get it going. I'll start it off. So, for one, I'm I'm sad that he's gone uh, because I, I like Bray Wyatt and I watch WWE a little more frequently. So, him being there, knowing he'd be there, I, I, I'd like seeing him. Uh, but I oh, wait a minute, hold on. I'm sorry, D. Why are you mad at me, man? I didn't even say anything but state the news. <laughs> CJ released him. It's not CJ called for that man. You've been a source of Bray hate. So now that you are the messenger, just want to get the hate back. Okay. <laughs> it's not my fault, your man, hey, Russell. Anyway, you, you saw on. you saw 300, CJ? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You clearly are the black dude who show up with the message because you talking junk when we told you not to. Get, get kicked in the pit, bro. You kicked in the pit. Hey, that's more moves than what Bray Wyatt could do. Anyway, oh, go. my <laughs> the slander. The slander. Okay, shots taken because you got to go. Oh, hold up. Shots fired. Y'all want to come to spar? I can spar with me too. Homie. Oh, man. Um, All right, Jada. Chill. <laughs> I'm ready to promo <laughs> CJ. Uh-uh. But you know what? I'm, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, D. Continue with your point and your thoughts about Bray. I'm uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sad he's gone because they they didn't treat him right. So he needed to go. Realistically, um, he decided that he wanted to be treated better, and they didn't. So now he's gone, and I'm. 
I'm not mad at the business side of WWE because it's business. That's what business does. Um, but they're they're gonna have to be careful. Um, and I know their game plan these days is well, we played the old the take all the wrestlers game so no one else could get any and it didn't work. So now their their game is give everybody the wrestlers and make sure no one's happy because uh, they're oversaturated like we were, and that's not gonna work either. Because <laughs> there's just too many places at this point. <laughs> they playing shitty Uno right now, and they got way yeah. too many cards. Um, uh, and I I don't love it, but I I I'm happy for him because he can do he if he has the creative genius to he doesn't even have to do wrestling anymore when it comes to being a wrestler. He could just he could write a book if he wanted to <laughs> and call it a day. But I think he'll be fine. I think he'll prosper in whatever he does. He's if he wants to do something, he's just literally too creative to not be able to 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 figure out a way to make it happen. Okay. All right. Now T, your turn. You took your shot. You good. Go in on your boy. Defend your boy. Praise your boy. Shit on WWE. Whatever you gonna do. Do you see the screen? What? And I did I wrote that backwards so in the camera it would come out right. So that's how mad I am. You should have wrote it the other way then. So, yeah, <laughs> but, but yes, I know. Fuck Vince McMahon. It's all Vince McMahon's fault. Blah, 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 I see blah, that new blah. guy. I mean, that yeah. could be Vince Carter, though. That could be Vince yeah. Carter. Yeah. You just put Vince. It's, so, that, it's that new guy who uh, Vince has given a lot of control to with the finances. Well, yeah, because apparently, oh, you uh, mean the other kind? A lot of decisions are not, you know, he's taken, he stepped back. And with the new CFO and I believe president, they're concerned about yeah, making you mean, sure their you, books you, are not in the red, um, even though they're releasing like, you know, because you can have record revenue and stuff like that and still making sure that their books are balanced, not necessarily to sell. But let's be real. WWE at this point is a wrestling company last almost yeah. like yeah. Um, they're, they're a content company first, entertainment mm-hmm. company and maybe a wrestling company last. Right. In my opinion, y'all may disagree or agree or I do or not. not. I agree with that. So, oh for, no, no, no! Look at it like. Oh. Go ahead. They just. Oh, I was about to, to, I was about to say like, yeah, like they liquidate an assets, and what are their assets? The talent. You know, mm-hmm. you got to make yourself look presentable to sell. But I don't think they're gonna. I I think there's a lot of. We'll see. You never know. Because I think the other thing is another way to make yourself look presentable is to have the best roster in the game. And I don't know if they can say anyway, we could get into that. Later, I don't think but, they can say that. Yeah. So but tequila, I'm, I am kind of interested to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, all jokes aside, go ahead and let me know what you think about WWE releasing Bray Wyatt. TJ, me and you both said that we were, I think I don't know what episode it was of VCW. That we wouldn't be surprised if Bray Wyatt was released. Yeah, we had that conversation. Yeah. And I think both me and you said, I think all of us actually kind of like, yeah, we wouldn't be surprised. We'd be upset. We'd be surprised. Some of us would be surprised, but no, we wouldn't be surprised because the way they've been working, like just something's not right. I'm surprised because of the amount of merchandise sales he does do. He does dumb yeah. numbers for them, but, but they don't need those numbers. Yeah, they don't they need don't those need, numbers. They don't need them numbers anymore. It's like, you know, it's like if someone was giving you a quarter every day with the way you live your life now. Like that's how 
his merchandise sales are. Everybody else is giving you like a, a nickel, a dime, or a penny. You know, Ray's giving you a quarter every day. But, you know, you're getting – you have a job. Like, so you, you, you don't care about that quarter. <laughs> That's the thing. So, but it's it's – so my bad, T. Go ahead. What do you think? No, you're good because I I went through the circle of emotions. I was pissed. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> yes, because I was pissed. Like what the <laughs> fuck? You were How five dare you? I was yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was sad because like I'm not gonna see any more Bray on WWE TV. Then I was happy because I was like, oh, shit, this means op- opportunities that he could have and might be creative, and I won't see him getting fucked up by WWE anymore. Then I was anxious because, like, what if he doesn't sign anywhere? What if he's really just, like, fuck it, I'm done? Which I can't be mad at. But, damn it, WWE, why couldn't you get him right? And I understand, CJ, where you come from. You always say some of it, you put some on Bray, and I understand that. But it's too many, it's too much behind, you know where the smoke is fired, it's too much smoke behind how creative he was. And to even here for he was getting, even if the rumor was true of him getting protective of his character. It was about goddamn time. I understand well, it, but I mean, I also understand. I mean, you got to get your paycheck. I mean, realistically, yeah, realistically if we you look at it. And there was no competition at first. That's why it's exciting so, now. I look back on it, and I'm like, you know, after WrestleMania that Monday, he had that Firefly Funhouse segment, and people have been, you know, putting it all over the internet. It's like, was Bray letting us know then that he was leaving with us? Uh, it's going to be a new me, new us, new family to stick with us, all that stuff. So you thought he was talking about the, his iteration in WWE. It's like there's the rumor that, you know, JoJo had already been released, and, you know, they're a thing. Oh yeah, um, they they quietly released her. And you know, Bray had you know he had a lot hey, of stuff going ago. on with you know Brody Lee passing, and then he may or may not have been injured. Uh, but you know he p- couldn't have been that happy uh, with the way his character was because nobody nobody likes to to lose. Nobody likes to be a proverbial non-winner. You don't want to be known as the person who can't win the big one. Uh, and that's who he who he was and how they viewed him. It's very, it's reminiscent. of like Braun Strowman, realistically, like you want him, you need him in the, the main event because of how big of a deal his character is, but you only care about him as a mid Carter. So you're in a weird situation is he's always in the main event and he's always, he's not going to win it. <laughs> he's in the main event scene, not going to win. And that has got to be trying, especially when, Say what you want about how the wrestling was. The character work was second to none. I don't care. He's not a bad wrestler. Fuck what I know he's not say. a bad wrestler, and but I, and we're, not, di- we're divided <laughs> on that. Oh, you could feel that way, but name me the good Fiend match. I'll wait. I'll I, fuck. That's not there's Dan Bryan. There's Bray Wyatt than the Fiend. This, He's been this, here 12 no, years, no, 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 I'll let y'all go. I'll let y'all go. Him, Talk to all y'all. Him and Roman matches was actually damn good. In what world? Nigga, this ain't MCU what if. That shit was terrible. Y'all what need to stop. <laughs> No, but when it was Bray Wyatt, him and Roman matches was a good slot. Oh, no, no, no. I said Fiend. Don't be trying to change the question. And I can name you the good Fiend match. (laughs) I already did. Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. 
Okay, you know what? And I said not Daniel Bryan. Because you know why? <laughs> this paper bag, a paper bag can have a nice match with Daniel Bryan. That is fair. Also, <laughs> I didn't hate Fiend versus Finn Balor. See, you're the only... I, and I I've, come, I've come on this show and said this. The reason why The Fiend, I put a lot of it... And, I, and we said this before the show. And I said this before the show. I'll be the first one to admit. The Wyatt family Bray, WWE fucked that up. I'll be the first Thank one. You. you you won't hear me argue with you whatsoever on that. I don't like Bray. I'm not the biggest fan of Bray. I like his character work, but I can't deny when somebody's over. That's fine. With the theme, while his booking was WWE's fault, won't get an argument from me on that. Will not hear from me on that. He created a character that can't wrestle by design of that character. That is not meant to last, and that is a horrible decision on his part. I mean, but for... we've seen characters like that before. No, I'm not saying you have it, but what I am saying is, if I know a company treats me like shit, right? Let's just let's just put it all out there. If we're gonna be one thousand, let's be one thousand. If I work at a place. That I know is treat that's gonna it, whatever I do they're gonna crush me. Why would I create a character that needs them to back me when they've never proven they're gonna back me before? You know what I mean? Well, because I mean, what kind of care? I mean, what do you do? You got to build a character that you hope that they're going to back. But, but you got to build do. a character that can at least wrestle. I mean, look, we've already yeah, seen Kane yeah. and the Undertaker. We've already seen. Big Show, we've seen Andre the yeah, Giant. it's an archetype. Yeah, we've yeah, seen people who are unstoppable monsters in WWE. Here's, here's the difference. I mean, I'm a, I'm about to really They're all bigger than him. <laughs> they were, A, and with the Andre, he was way bigger. With Kane and Undertaker, who, granted, got better near the end. Like, he, he peaked later. They still had more of a moveset than what The Fiend had. Which is my issue with him. My like once again, that's my issue with Bray. My issue, you never hear me talk bad about his character work ever. You'll never hear me say one word. But at the end of the day, that uh-huh. in-ring stuff matters. As much as I say WWE is not a wrestling company, they're not, but they're but they are stacked enough to where match quality does matter when it needs to. Their finishes are gonna suck. I can agree with you uh-huh. there. But up until that point, the matches are pretty good. The Fiend is one of those wrestlers where, to be honest, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I'm bored with him. I'm bored with him when the bell rings. I'm already bored. Before the match, it's fine. But once that bell rings, all the lead up, all the promo, all the weird and wacky stuff, I'm cool with it. Once that bell rings, he is boring. As the Fiend. That's just the truth. That's just my, well, my came, opinion. And it came and it came down to this. And I'm a sort of like, you know, kind of play devil's advocate here with what CJ said. It, oh, so it, it also, it, well, and it also plays out like this. Was it too artsy of a thing for him to try? Because I mean, honestly, the character itself is just a gimmick. There's no rest, like there's no wrestler to it outside of Bray Wyatt. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, which they've established, are two different like like separate entities. Or where you had him wrestle as Bray Wyatt, but so sparingly 
but you saw more of the fiend. Was was it a case of like you know they gave too much of the fiend and less of Bray Wyatt, and that's why it fizzled out? Here's my counter to that. This is where I would say, I would say, and this is to be fair to Bray too. I feel like uh, Firefly House Bray, right? That by design, he's not supposed to be able to wrestle, right? He's supposed to be that guy to get his ass beat because he's supposed to be cowardly or super nice. I think there was a way to design a fiend that had a better move set. Now, granted, that doesn't combat the booking by WWE. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's all, I've never said it's all Bray's fault. Um, but I think there's things that he could have done better. I think there's things WWE should have did better. Like, I, I can't sit here and say they booked the fiend the right way. They didn't. He should have never went for the title when he went there. But now hey, comes bingo. to now comes the real question uh ain't no more excuses now right like no matter where you fall on the bray wyatt side whether you love him because he's a divisive person right i'm not the only one who has this opinion of bray no no i mean honestly when it comes to bray wyatt you really feel like me or t or you feel like you like he's an anomaly because he's he's kind of in the middle (laughs) so now there's no more you know what he's in the middle of everything what do you see him no, doing no, next? Always. Oh, even <laughs> What do you see him doing if if he stays in wrestling? All right, because I'm assuming to your point, D, he could do whatever. Like the one not the one thing I'll never knock him for is his creativity. He's one of the most creative people I've seen. What if does he do next if, if he stays, stays in, wrestling, in wrestling? I think it would benefit his wrestling career to go to Impact over AEW. Um, but then also he could do something smaller like, you know, Ring of Honor. Um, I wouldn't recommend, you know, like New Japan for him, even though New Japan might honestly be an okay place, depending on the... And so the one kicker about Bray is I don't love any rendition of Bray Wyatt I've seen so far in AEW because there's already kind of somebody who does that. Like, that gap's already filled, and they're not huge on the supernatural aspects, and he, you know, leans into that. They like more, you know, lively, realistic characters. Impact, you kind of do whatever. And in AEW, they'll let you do whatever you want, but they, you know, they lean more in the realism of wrestling. So depending on what he... And it kind of depends on what character he decides to reiterate. Um, You know, a lot of people want him to be like the de facto leader of the Dark Order, but the Dark Order has made it very clear that Negative One is their leader. Um... So they otherwise don't really have one. Uh, but, you know, I could see something playing with them because of how, you know, everything that turns out, his relation with Brody and, you know, everything like that. But I just I personally feel like AEW stacked enough. They don't need Bray. Uh, Impact could always they use did, If they did. Yeah, like here's the thing, like and this is just my whole thing being the middleman. And haven't watched and watched both shows. If he goes to Impact, you know, Impact will let him kind of play off of like what he's strongest at because they've done they had like a weird ass, you know, like reality show Wrestle House. Then on top of that, they have characters like uh, like uh, uh, Sue Young and like her alter like her other persona Susan, you know, or there's these supernatural characters and hell like it's it's one of those ones where it'll be less like less strenuous of a schedule but if he goes to AEW you know he has the fact that it's already 
a, a locker room with guys he's worked with. And the Dark Order thing, best way that can work in, just have him be the regent, you know? The mainstay, the dude that teaches Brody's son how to become the leader of the Dark Order till he comes of age. Yeah, but I mean, I see a world where I mean, Ray, Braun, and Bo show up in Impact as a thing. Well, here's the yeah, only we, reason we I say AEW. <laughs> only the only reason I agree with you. I think for his thing, I think for him, Impact is a better place for all the reasons you just listed. Um, I do, and this is why I'm gonna be give Bray his credit. I think he could fit in anywhere. Anywhere. Like, he can like, make a character that works anyway. Yeah, he'll make a character that works. I don't think that's the issue. And I also do think that Bray will be, if he signs to AEW, he will be a ratings draw, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because he, he has a hardcore fan base. Like, there's no denying that. And I think he'll be AEW's biggest signing, I want to say, since John Moxley. All you have to do is follow the money. I think he'll be their biggest signing since John Moxley. Yeah, he'll be big. And so, and I can but make. I, a I, I think I don't, know, I don't know. I think Sting's probably the biggest signing. I don't know. Since Not Moxley. only because of where Sting is in his career. Yeah, yeah. it's still a big deal though because it's Sting, but he's not there to wrestle. Yeah, that, it's He's only not there to do where, anything but exist in yeah, it's only because where Sting is. That, that's my only reason I'm saying that. But if we're talking about like active wrestlers, I think he'll be their biggest sign is John. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I can't think of a bigger one. I think he's bigger than Miro. I think he's bigger than he's, yeah. he's bigger than Miro. Yeah. I think he's bigger than Malachi. I think he Hey, you may quit talking about God's favorite champion, though. Yes, mm. yes, he's no longer the best man. I like that. I watched I watched that man come out like uh for that taping of dark and the the crowd was the crowd was on his side. So if there's anything like yeah, if Bray goes there, yeah, that audience is gonna go with him. You know? Yeah. And especially if you AEW with the rumors of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan coming there. How you want to get that hat trick? Uh, oh, we about to hit you over the head, over yeah. the head. These kind of things do head. come in threes. Yeah. Also, when when uh, his ninety day non compete is up, is right around a time of a big deal for AEW. I forget what show it is, but he would be available for like the second or third of that rampage show. Because they're coming. Because yeah. they're going in for the Friday. Because they've had, they get a, they got a big crowd in Chicago, and Chicago's always been good to them. Yeah, and setting that up just right to have all of these damn surprise like signings. Oh, they gonna take the year. And plus, I think, and here's the other thing: like, I think AEW can afford them too. I also think they yeah. can afford them. Like, I think uh, they can afford whatever his asking price is. Yeah, and I and I don't know if Impact can. Yeah, and to I be think fa- I think they'd have to negotiate. He'd have to he'd have to come down a little bit on what I feel he should feel his value is. He would come down. He would have to come down on for Impact because they can't afford that. And to be fair to Bray, this is where I also be fair to him. I think he likes wrestling in the business so much that he would. Like he strikes me as that type of person yeah. who just wants to make sure he gets his vision across, kind of thing. 
So he doesn't strike. He's like the Andre 3000 of wrestling. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> he's like, I'll yeah. do what it needs, what I need to do for you yeah. to see the vision I want you to see. And then I can be done. Regardless of when that vision is done, I'm also done. But yeah. you have he's to like, see it. <laughs> from a character standpoint, he's like the three stacks of wrestling. He's just going to do his thing, like, no matter what. So I don't say Lupe. <laughs> He's but, a Lupe of wrestling. Yeah, misunderstood by come, some. Yeah, he came in with a fire. Too understood by and, others. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and I mean, it comes down to it. Like, they, like, each company has different people. Like, you got Tony Khan, who Tony Khan loves wrestling, but Tony Khan has the finances behind it, you know? And then you got Scott Diamore, who, who, you know, somehow, who managed to successfully revive Impact. And brokered like you know a good working relationship with AEW, so they're in bed together, and and you know the only ones that, the only ones that really stand out as being like the okay he could go there for New Japan and Ring of Honor, but even then those have their own dedicated like small little fan bases that stick by that. So it's between those two. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, because and the interesting thing about that working relationship is signing with one doesn't preclude them from working with the other. Working with the other, yeah. Even yeah. New Japan, in a way, right? Like mm-hmm. he can start off on Impact and still wrestle with New Japan, still wrestle with AEW. So you know, it's gonna. I think he can. He, you know, he might sign that Daniel Bryan deal that's rumored, where you know he can show up AEW, but he still wants to create the freedom to go do other stuff. So. It'll be interesting. So we're running a little long. Thank you for sticking with us on this extended episode of VNV VCW kind of collab double up. I did the house cleaning at the beginning, so I'm not going to do it again. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for the support. Uh, And any parting shots before we go? Your baby get educated. I want to like you again, but you're going to have to do better. Uh, you might need to go ahead and make your own concert, though, because uh, your money in trouble. Your money in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right, cool. No other part. Yeah, motherfucker, just, just do the right thing and try to be your best. Live right. Yeah. Bray, it's on you now, brother. All on you. We'll see what happens. So, I'm rooting for you. And like that, we are out of here. Be the villains, baby. Damn right. Man, I you gonna see made. any more Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs>